Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. Seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Oh shit! Oh, he's remixing here. We remix it here. We're playing okay. with the, we're playing with the tables here. We're your hosts of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. Of course, I'm AJ Orsini. Once again, joined by D. Steve, Dave. Uh-huh. We're all here together yet again. Yeah, making yep. it happen, making it happen. Oh, what yeah. is that? What a docket! Said it. What you a docket! Said it. I know. Oh, what just a docket! Sheer exhaustion. <laughs> So it was sheer, a hundred percent. You're experiencing exhaustion already. Uh huh. Okay. That's Absolutely. Not good, that's not a good sign. Always. <laughs> no, we're good though. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. We're grooving. Well, maybe you're moving. I'm not moving around so much. If I uh, if if I wasn't lied to, there's coffee on the way. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe you're getting to move on. Maybe you're getting to hustle, but I am not. Mm-hmm. I have been planted to the ground. My wings have been clipped. Mm. I'm not, I haven't been able to fly. Take a, <laughs> broken wings. <laughs> I'm a peacock. Damn. You gotta let me fly. I can't fly. Uh, the left knee is gone. <laughs> yeah, you showed a picture with a wall of text, and yes. I was just like, "Yeah, I'll find out later." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll find out another time. This. Uh, so as an update for those that don't follow the social media, um, left knee has been causing some pain. So the backstory of it is, is that in October when I was student teaching, I was doing something in a gym and I fell on my left knee, hurt like the Dickens, but got through it, right? Got through the day. It happened to be a Friday. So dealt with some mild swelling and some pain throughout the weekend, but by Monday, good as rain, right? So I'm good and I'm, cause I can't redo this. If I stop student teaching, I got to do it again next semester. That holds me up. Mm. trying to make the bucks here mm. so i didn't stop so i just kept going and then when i got back to work after student teaching i had just gotten there so i really don't want to take any time off but then i got to covid so that's more time off and then my floor and that's more time off so it's been one thing after the other and i've been on this hurt knee for since october and the chickens have come to home to roost bobby boucher the knee is an issue now. So we went to the doctor. Uh, again, I put all this on my Facebook, so I'm just updating now. I put it all on um, on my Facebook, 
And just let everybody know the diagnosis is mild patellar spurring. Ooh. I have bone spurs that I have grown and that have uh, accumulated in my knee that has caused great discomfort and limited range of motion. What that basically means is it hurts when I don't move and it makes me want to kill living beings when I do move. Right, right. Yeah, and since my job is on the third floor of a building with no elevator, mm. I kind of want to murder all the time. So this right. week's going to be dope because I, I don't have a whole lot going on this week, so maybe it'll be a little less painful. But uh, I got the brace going, so that's good. That's helped a little bit. Uh, I've been popping Tylenols, mm. like basically Skittles, um, every four hours, of course. Take your medications responsibly. Mm. And uh, I've Don't added worry. a cane to the mix because the cane helps. Ooh, pimp cane. Yeah, well, see, everyone goes to that, which is dope. I, I enjoyed the train. but yeah. Whole train. Yeah, but I I only have the one hoe, though. I don't have a whole. That's all right. I don't have, like, a, a train. I don't have a. Co- I mean, she's got a caboose, but she it's not the end of a train. <laughs> I don't know. Even if I did, with this knee, I am inoperable for a train of hoes. I have got no will to. Nothing. I'm irritated by everything right now. I understand. Uh, I'm probably the crankiest motherfucker I've ever been in this house, and it is affecting my family life because they're all staying away from me now. So there are some positives to it because that means there are some positives. There are some positives to it. So um, <laughs> right now seems to be all right at the moment. I'm sitting. I'm in a seated position. So right now it's good. When this is over, though, and I've been sitting here for almost two hours, and I get up going to want to die i get it so right now i got my bowl of chef boyardee spaghetti staring at me and we should be straight for the remainder of this program here but just a quick update on injury injury gate 2022 uh right. what's going on with that any news over at, at the the house of deception what's going on uh, over there what's the update man everything's good man everyone's healthy everyone's healthy uh, there's good. a lot less vomit going on that's all right good. We're past uh, that not trimester. completely gone, okay. but a lot less. <laughs> it's it's just a uh, it's, it's interesting, man. Work's getting interesting. There's a lot of just silly stuff going on. Days off are just like you can't wait for them. Uh-huh. Counting the days. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, there's nothing really like then, crazy happening. And then once you get them, they're gone way too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so far, so good. Everybody's healthy. That's all that really matters right now. So. All that really matters. Okay. All right. Good to go. Well, we got a full docket here. Yep. We have much to discuss. Uh, and I'd like to begin our our road here, our journey, as we take a trip to the Middle East. And uh, I got to start with this. Okay. So this is the Illumination Chamber. Uh, this is one of the uh, uh, major pay-per-views. This, this wasn't a... Uh, a Saudi Arabia special. They they used their regularly scheduled February pay-per-view to go to Saudi Arabia with it. They've continued all continuity and canonship, which is dope. And we're here in Saudi Arabia. I have to start with this. I don't know why or... I think why is... Okay, why I think is the central focus of what I'm trying to ask here. Why are we still on this kick about the blood money thing? Why is this still an issue for people? There were people online called Blood Money Chamber. Like everybody else's money is so fucking clean. 
I didn't watch this pay-per-view last night because I don't support them being in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. Have you seen any of this? Am I the only one getting flooded with this? No, I don't pay attention to that shit. Those are the same people that are good. It doesn't matter. Like, they could fucking change the world tomorrow. Not saying that they are. They'd still fucking hate them. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Blood money chamber. Like American money is fucking clean as shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Because because American money doesn't have any fucking blood on it. Mm-hmm. And I got a buddy of mine who, the guy who told me that, he's a good friend of mine. Good, good friend of mine. And he was just like, yeah, blood money chamber. I'm like, you're aware you're a black man who lives in America, right? <laughs> you're worried about Saudi Arabia shit? Yeah, you should really be focused on the problems at home, buddy. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't. We got uh, some you still can't catch here. a cab. You're worried about Saudi Arabia, bro? Come on. Let's prioritize what we're doing here. You know, it's mostly, and it's always, I'm not, I'm going to. I, if I have to be the one to say this, fine. But it's normally like the white people who are just like, oh, Saudi Arabia, what a bunch of savages. Meanwhile, they treat people here like they're fucking savages. But I digress. I got no problem with Saudi Arabian money. How about that? I'll go that far. How about that? So the elimination chamber here took place in Jeddah. And uh, we opened up. I didn't see the pre-show, which apparently had Miz and Mysterio, so cool i feel like miz is right now in the in like in bucket list mode like he's just maybe he's just wrestling all the old heads just to oh i've never wrestled this guy before and i've never wrestled this guy before which is dope because i think he in all honesty he's been with the wwe for so long and not for nothing he he's i don't know is it too much to say that he's kind of deserved to call his own shot at this point i mean he's been here for forever you're not. You're not gonna get it. You know, you got my vote. That's for sure. <laughs> like, that guy can do whatever he wants. Yeah, at this point. I feel like he's just kind of like he's at the point of his career. Because if he retired tomorrow, first of all, as much as I dislike him as a wrestler, he's a Hall of Famer. It's not. A, it's not even a conver- Even for someone like me who can sit here and critique his in ring work, it's not debatable that he's a Hall of Fame performer right now. And he's right. still kind of young enough if he wanted to do the Hollywood thing. I mean, John, he can do the cruise. Yeah. He can do the he can do the WWE and the career. Yeah, I mean, he, he's at a he point has now. Matches. Yeah, he's a two time WWE champion. He's won every belt under the sun. He's won. He's he's made event at WrestleMania. I mean, you list off the accomplishments that WWE superstars usually use to grade themselves on their career. He's done. All, he's done it all. He's done everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to be in there now with Edge, followed by a Mysterio, it just sounds like he's bucket listing at this point. I could see him doing something with Randy Orton very, very soon. Uh-huh. Is just, that what? It, is yeah. that where people's career? Because that's where you? it ends, right? When you're, with Orton. When you're ready funny. to leave, you get to the Legend Killer, and let me know. We'll set you up with Orton. <laughs> yeah, when you're ready to go, let me know. Randy's ready. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it will make it happen, Captain. I, I think I I still believe rated RKO is all Randy trying to go against that. Where it's just like, no, I don't kill careers. Look, I'm building a career. Look at me. Look what I'm doing with Riddle. No, Riddle's new. We every time you wrestle somebody else besides Riddle, they all seem to disappear out of nowhere. Hmm. Uh, nah, but we're yeah. We're nah, here with the elimination. He, he can he can do whatever he wants at this point. Yeah, he has my so. he has my blessing because we know how <laughs> important that is. Yes, of course. Well, it's yeah. it's definitely needed. Don't sell yourself short. Right, on that. right, right. But Absolutely. our 
our opening contest, which is not a surprise anymore because I think we're living and dying by the new age. We're living in a new world where if you're not, what is it that Ricky Bobby used to say? If you're not first, you're last. Well, in the WWE, if you ain't last, you might as well be first. And that's where we start off here. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against the man, Bill Goldberg. Can we even, st- he's the grandpa now, right? He's not See, and this was back to back him starting the pay-per-views. I don't know why that keeps throwing me. I, I, like I said, if you ain't, if you ain't last, I guess it's good to be first because that's. Two pay-per-views in a row, huh? Yeah, I know, I know. And, and you know, the people are going to say, well, look who was in the main event, right? Because it's. Both times that that's happened, it's a Lesnar win at the end of the pay-per-view. So is that their way of keeping the two guys as literally as far away from each other as possible? Just so there's no cross-contamination. Sure. Or maybe, maybe they're I telling guess, us but... that he's finally going to take it out of Lesnar. And listen, this is the first, this is the this is one of the only people, because we've talked about it before uh, on here about there's no way, we don't know who's going to, he's, who's he going to take the L from? It just doesn't make sense to anybody. If there's anybody who's going to take that W from him, it's going to be fucking Lester. So they're probably definitely just building towards that. Yeah. I actually said it on social media yesterday during the pay-per-view after he won because they said on the pay-per-view that he's now has the fifth longest reign as champion. Yeah, they keep talking about it every time. WWE yeah. history, right. Bob Backlund, Pedro Morales, Bruno Sammartino, and Hulk Hogan. That's the list of people that are above Roman Reigns and that are really pushing that ideology that he is uh, amongst the top five champions of all time. And I just thought in my head, man, whoever takes that belt from him is going to be a star instantly. And then I saw the end of the pay-per-view and I went, oh, yeah, I forgot. He already <laughs> is a star, right? Ah, uh, so I was like, yeah, "All right, it's happening." So here we go. Let's go down the, let's go down the line here. But yeah, so Roman Reigns and Goldberg—they open up the show. Not a whole lot of time, which is perfect. Right down the Goldberg alley. Not one of the worst performances from Bill Goldberg, but it's a Goldberg match in his prime. In Goldberg's prime, he was never the world's greatest performer and now he's Mm-mm. in his fucking 50s like in there with roman reigns and the, the longer that match went i went wow god damn roman's good <laughs> it's just yeah, the longer, is that, what it, the longer is that, that yeah the longer that match went i was like god damn it he's good <laughs> because anybody else would have been trying to go goldberg speed and that wouldn't have worked um what did you think of this match when you were watching it uh i was actually more shocked the way it ended Oh, with the guillotine choke, baby. Yeah, he actually like choked him out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. See those those type of matches. It's one of those. Okay, how are they going to give Roman the win? Mm-hmm. That's the mystery for me. The fact that he just straight up choked him out in the middle of the ring. I, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I just. I thought that was that. That was interesting that they let Goldberg get choked out. They even let like the fact that Bill was like, sure, let's go. Yeah, yeah, like he just choked him in the middle of the ring, which is, put you in a front face lock. Which to you. me could also mean because I was going to say that a second ago, but I waited till we got to it. Um, I don't feel like um, it's guaranteed that he loses at WrestleMania. 
Yeah. I don't like I, I don't know. Like I don't either. To me, this one is the one where I'm like, all right, he could possibly uh-huh. lose. But for some reason, after that, when the way it happened, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if it's so apparent. Yeah, I don't think he loses the match either. We'll get to that when we get to the main uh, main event of this pay per view, because this pay per view set up a lot of mania matches already. Mm-hmm. So we'll go down the line and and we'll save the Lesnar Reigns talk for after the Royal Rumble match when we get there. But Royal I, I, I uh, excuse me, the elim- the men's elimination chamber match that pay- that main event of this pay per view. Um, I'm right there with you though. I I like. <laughs> I actually took it to heart when Reigns made that quote, and now they're using it in their packages that he is on God mode, and I I, I believe it now. I'm a believer. Right. So it, 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 there's uh, one thing that I'll take away from the commentary from when they made that comment: Bruno Sammartino, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, uh, Pedro Morales. Those are the guys that are above him in title reigns. When I heard that, I took something from that. That I, I wanted to share with the people. Okay. Because I thought it was really, really important as a takeaway. Because I want to illustrate a point that shows just how special Roman is right now. Because the biggest, I want to say albatross, but the biggest problem with people being champion for long periods of time. And we saw this with Lesnar. We've seen this with a few people over time. When they're champion for a long time, eventually someone goes, well, maybe they've been champion for too goddamn long, right? It's like, God damn, how much longer is the Triple H's reign of terror, right? Another example of maybe it was just, maybe it's just too long. Well, Bob Backlund, Pedro Morales, Hulk Hogan, Bruno Sammartino, those are the four guys that are above Roman. What do they all have in common? And I started thinking about it, and I thought to myself that what is it? Actually, it's right here. Bruno San Martino, he's never going to get past five because these niggas are in the thousands. <laughs> but the one thing that I found as a common trait amongst all of those guys, when they were on top and they were champion and they were champion for that long, I mean, look at Bruno San Martino. I just looked at him now. 4,040 days as champion. That's several years for one reign. As champion. Right. One of the common traits amongst those four guys is that when they were on top and they were champions, no one was worried about who was going to beat them. As a matter of fact, they went the other way. They uh, they adored these men as almost superhero-like because they didn't feel anybody could beat them. Right. They went through those reigns with the support of the audience because they just went, no one's going to stop this guy. That's what makes him so great. He's he just he's so great. We're witnessing greatness here. This guy cannot lose. He beats everybody. He overcomes every obstacle. They, they were like Superman. They just they just couldn't drop they couldn't drop that title for anything. Roman Reigns right now in 2022 has accomplished something amazing. He's the champion. He's been champion for a long time. And I don't think anyone realistically knows who will beat him. And I don't think anyone gives a shit that he's been champion this fucking long. There hasn't been a whole lot of people going, well, yeah, maybe we should make room for some younger guys, but God damn, Roman is so good right now. Right. Roman is so goddamn fun to watch right now. The whole bloodline thing, the Paul Heyman aspect, they have managed in 2022. Because in those days, those old days, what else did they have, right? They didn't have, 
you know, satellite te television and, and, and on-demand services and pay-per-views and viewing options. It was like three fucking channels on TV, mm -hmm. and wrestling would come on, and they would just watch it. Right. Now, in an era where you could literally watch a thousand channels of television on your phone, he still has managed to keep himself fresh for over two... Wait, he's been champion for 500-something days. That's just as champion. Previous right. to that, he hasn't even lost a match in like three fucking years. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And no one gives a fuck. They're like, God damn, he's, he's so good. <laughs> We're just really into what he's doing. That's amazing. And right. I, want, I don't I, hear too much complaining uh, about him. I don't him hear too much aspect. complaining at all. As a matter of fact, the only thing that I hear people talk about, or the only real conversation when it comes to his reign, is who is worthy of stopping it. It's almost like the Undertaker's streak again. Where they're like, oh, the streak is great. No one had a problem with him beating everybody at WrestleMania. That's a foregone conclusion. How many years did we all sit here and go, okay, he's facing Taker this year. <laughs> he's obviously not going to win. Right. We did that for years until the Lesnar debacle, but we're doing the same thing here. We know when Roman, Roman is booked in a match, he ain't losing. But the problem now, because, well, not problem, but the intriguing part about it is, is now people have gotten to a point where you go, well, goddamn, who will beat him for it? Right. Unless he just retires undefeated and just goes off into the sunset. But you know that's not going to happen. He's going to lose it to somebody eventually. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to really, they have an opportunity to make an instant star the minute he drops the belt. And that's what's beautiful about this build with Roman. Because the minute that he drops it, the minute he loses, it's gonna it's gonna be huge. Yeah, but my brain goes straight to who. Yeah. And then last who, I just who, remember who saying that same exact thing for Taker's reign, and yeah. that was last. If time. not Sean, then who? If not Triple H, then who? If not CM Punk, then who? And then and who was the guy who did it? Yeah, it was Lesnar. So, and that's why my brain keeps going back and forth to where uh, he could be the one to beat him. Somebody else brought up a very good stat. There have only been three WWE champions in history who have been of African American descent. If you're eliminating The Rock, of course, no, not even The Rock. Actually, The Rock's in there too. Rock, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Bobby Lashley—all African American WWE champions. What do they all have in common? They all lost their belts to Lesnar. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Lesnar's first world title beating the Rockets SummerSlam. Kofi Mania ending in seven seconds to Lesnar. Big E at day one losing to Lesnar. And, of course, last night, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley loses the title to Lesnar. So, mm. somewhere off in the... Civil War Graveyards of the South is a bunch of Confederate souls laughing their asses off right now about how all this is working out. Every time they, he's like, we're going to put this belt on this uh, on this uh, color fella here. And Lesnar's like, hold my yak milk, baby. I'm coming in. Yak milk? I'm, sure, yeah, I'm assuming that's what they drink up in Saskatchewan. I don't know what they. Oh, okay. I don't Fair know enough. What, I don't know what they have, the drinking habits of a Saskatchewan citizen is. It's either yak milk or you know almond milk from the corner store or something. I'm not sure how it works over there. We'll take we'll take some uh, some uh, some emails from some some Saskatchewan uh, listeners and see if they can inform us what you guys do up there. Good enough. Yeah. So our yeah. second match we go from uh, Goldberg and Reigns, 
and I'm looking at this now and trying to remember because it's out of order than what I have in front of me. But it's, what the fuck was the second match after the? Oh, I believe it was the women's chamber. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The women's chamber. Now, to be fair, to be fair, this was my favorite match of the night. I had, pretty I, was I it more. the Britney Spears that got you going? First of all, I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught that. Thank you. How could you not catch that? Oh, my that? God. Once I, once I said it out loud, my wife was like, oh, fuck. Now I can't. Like, down it. to the T, the makeup and everything. Everything. It was she, literally Britney Spears. She did Britney Spears. What is that? Hit me, baby, one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one that fucking caught that. But I was like, okay, I, 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 I wanted her to tear her ACL the minute I saw that outfit. I was like, All right, that's <laughs> it. That's wow, it. that's it. And I got close. Did you see the spot where her boot got caught on the, uh, on the fucking what was it, the the ring post, and then Dewdrop had to fix her leg before she fucking broke it. I popped hard because right when she was doing the entrance, I said, I fucking hope you tear your ACL. And then her fucking knee got caught. And I went, oh, I manifested this. That was, I was about to say that? that was all your fault, dude. <laughs> Something happened. That blood oh, would have been God. on your hands. Oh, my God. My bad, son. I didn't, hold on a second. God damn it. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, she's just trash. But I, I, and I got, once she got an elimination, I said, they better fucking not. I was on I pins was and like, needles. They the better time. fucking Waiting. not. I said, I will keep hinting like they want her to be in that. They want her to be over so fucking bad. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't fucking know why but they they are trying so hard to get Liv Morgan up to that fucking caliber and she ain't it right so I don't know what you investing all of this fucking time and effort and money into I don't get it uh, what was it remember uh walk hard the wrong kid dies remember that one remember uh what was that walk hard hard that's where the, the, he, uh, where the dude from uh, Ricky Bobby was like he cut himself in half I've been halved well, and then the old man was like, the wrong kid died. Well, the wrong Riot Squad members were fucking fired. You got, you should have figured that out when Sarah Logan came back at the Rumble and got that huge pop. I was like, yo, you got, you, she should have thrown Liv the fuck out of that ring. Right on the top of her fucking but head. But luckily for us, that did not happen. Yes, so. it did not Oof. happen. Instead. Donald was like, all right, we, the moment she got knocked out, I'm like, all right, we got a match now. All right, finally. Yeah, I said, I will take anyone in this match. But Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then when I saw the final two, oh, I kind of was like, I, I'll take either one. I, I, you know I, what I want, <laughs> but I'll take either I one. I said out loud, I said, I don't know who I want to win. I don't yeah, know when's the last time I felt that way about a match in WWE. I know I who like, I wanted to win. I wanted Alexa to win. I'm, I'm sure you did. I wanted Alexa to win because I just, I didn't want to start from here to WrestleMania and listen to you once again tell me how it's not going to make up for what happened before. It's not. I, I, I haven't been first... able to speak just yet, but that was going to be my intro to this uh, conversation. <laughs> well, <laughs> just. Go with, me... go with it because it's the first thing I thought of. As soon as Bianca won that chamber, I looked over at Steph and said, oh, he going to have a field day with this. Nah, I dude. No, nah, you're not fucking. They heard me bitching. <laughs> Just said that. Like, here, look, you're going to get the match. I don't want it now. No, no. Just give her the belt. Just oh, give her the belt. Give her, Just... give her her belt back. Just... Just give it back. Give it back. Fucked up thing is they're not going to. Oh, really? She's not. She's not winning. You think match. Becky retains at Mania? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. This Becky, is going to be an interesting roundtable for us. You really, you really think there, you oh, really yeah, think no, there's a possibility it's, that it's she not a possibility. Win. It's a certainty. 
Oh, it's a okay. I, put, I will. I will literally put money on it. So you think whoever won this was beaten, beaten Becky Lynch? No, no, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I I do think that uh, the 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 opportunity for Bianca Becky was right there at the top. Let's also keep in mind, folks. Bianca going to WrestleMania wasn't the original plan. Let's go ahead and just let's address the you elephant think so? in the room. No, I know so. Let's go ahead oh. and address the elephant in the room on that because aren't you just a little cocky? Well, fuck, well, here's, well here's, here's here's the thing. So, from what I understand from from talking to certain people, and I won't reveal who it was I'm talking to out of, out of just pure fairness, but the idea of Ronda coming back was appealing. Ronda coming back changed a lot of plans. When they finally got her off of her couch, they said, okay, now Ronda's in play. What do you want to do? The obvious pitch, apparently, came for the match that we never got. And the the match that I personally was robbed of, which was Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania one-on-one for the championship in the main event. That, in, in 2019... WrestleMania 35, I was in the building, I was there, and I can tell you, every single human being that was in that building that night will tell you, they all felt cheated that that match didn't happen. The fact that Charlotte Flair was thrown into that match, and I get why they did it, but it doesn't really take away from the fact that up until that point, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch was the program everyone wanted to see. So when Ronda comes back... And Becky's still on top, and Becky's still doing her thing, but now she's doing it as a heel. Remember, they had turned Ronda heel at one point, when she's obviously much more suited to be the babyface. So now Becky's on top as a heel. It seems picture perfect. But alas, uh, a, a pebble, a rock, so to speak, on the road to WrestleMania, Ronda has absolutely zero interest in competing with Becky Lynch. She wants Charlotte. They were setting up Lita for Charlotte at WrestleMania. But Ronda wants Charlotte. So you think this is conversation that was happening in the oh, back? Oh, yeah, of course. And there, there was a lot of negotiating taking place, and I, and I feel like it happened recently because before Ronda's surprise entrance into the Royal Rumble, Lita and Charlotte was the build. They had already started building it. And then Ronda debuts at the Royal Rumble, and now all of a sudden, Charlotte and Ronda are starting a program, and Lita's talking shit to Becky. Now, we'll get to Lita and Becky in a second. They had their match here instead of WrestleMania, which I now feel was a big fucking mistake. But again, we'll get to that in a second. But now, Bianca, I feel like Bianca's being put in the position that she's in, unlike last year. Last year, they... You could tell they were invested in her, and we're going to go with her, and we're going to see what happens. This year, it's like, well, we didn't get what we want, so Bianca's a pretty safe bet. We know she'll go in there, and she'll kill it, and her and Becky will do their thing, and then that'll be it. It feels like a throwaway situation until their mat- until Lita's match last night. And we'll get, that- we'll get to that in just a few matches here, but Bianca Belair... Does win the Elimination Chamber match. Great job from Alexa Bliss. Dewdrop, we need to... We got to talk. Don't you start. We got to talk. No, 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 no. I'm not going to get a negative spin with this. I like Dewdrop a lot. And I actually feel like they did... I know we're in Saudi Arabia. So 
Of course, the women have to be vacuum sealed into their fucking outfits or whatever the case may be. I don't know if there was a lack of comfortability in some of the things these women were doing or what it was, but it just seemed to me like everybody was staying away from Dewdrop, but I don't know why. I almost felt like people were avoiding her, which was odd. I don't know if it was because of the structure. They, she gets a little loose out there. I don't know what the deal was. But it didn't seem like, like, like Nikki had a thing with Rhea, but we knew that. Liv tried to do a few things with Dewdrop, but she sold for most of the stuff. Belair and Bliss toward the end. Belair and Rhea had some things. Out. Everybody had a, a little section. I don't really feel like Dewdrop really got anything in this matchup, and I was kind of sad by that. I was like, I would have liked to have seen her be more of a dominant force. She's the big, she's the big threat in this matchup, and she didn't really do anything all that threatening. And I was like, ah, this was a, a burned opportunity. So I, I hopefully down the line we'll get to see some more stuff. Maybe like that could have been on Dewdrop because maybe not what, as aggressive as she should have been. Maybe I don't she know. She should have been more aggressive because with, with them avoiding her, that plays into her being a monster. Mm-hmm. So she needed maybe to be a little bit more aggressive. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't notice that too much, but I wasn't looking at that. Now you pointed out it makes sense, yeah. but um, yeah, maybe she just needed to be a little bit more. And this is the first chamber that they fucked up their order of entrance. I was mad. I don't know why it bothered me so much. Yeah, I saw that. Was yes. that wasn't intentional, was it? That, uh, because that, I remember it when, I when mean, Bliss came be. out, they said it, literally said it. Oh, she had the opportunity to come out last. So and I didn't even really notice it because you know how they do the camera angles and shit. I didn't realize someone else still came out. So even when Bliss came out. They were still talking like she was the last person. Yeah. So that's I why I was, so when you said that, it, it reminded me. Yeah, that the was fir- in every elimination chamber. The first I thought the four people out. Up. Yeah, when, whenever you have an elimination chamber match, the first four entrances go to pods, and then the last two are your starters. So they had one person come out, pod two, pod three, pod, and then fourth, which I believe was Nikki, just fucking stood there in the ring. And then another entrance happened. I think it was Liv. And then she's standing in the fucking ring. I'm like, who's in the fourth pod? Am I, did I miscount? I was like, I'm, I'm fucking the head. It was, uh, I, I, for a second there, I was like, do we have seven women? Because I think they did that once where like three people started. And then here comes Bliss. And Bliss does the whole entrance or whatever. Then she goes to the pod. I was like, why did they go out of order for her? And then my wife goes, is that a swing? So they gave her her swing in the chamber, which, okay, cool. But I was like, you didn't need her to be last to sit on the swing. You, you could have kept your order together and have her sit on the fucking swing. I don't understand. And then they didn't even do anything with the swing. I don't recall any shots of her swinging in the fucking thing. So I was no. like, all right. I don't no, know. And, I, was, I was fucking bugged. And this, like, this is what weird. confuses me because... If this is a veteran thing where she gets to come out last for like the pop or whatever, because I, they said this was her first match in a while, they're so inconsistent with that. Yeah, she hasn't wrestled. They said she hasn't had a singles match since September. But they do, and that's what's weird. They do traditional shit on like the weirdest moment, but then do non traditional shit all the time. Like Roman Reigns wrestling first. Yeah. But like her coming out last because she's the big star. It's just fucking weird. It's so inconsistent. They gave her an amazing entrance for this fucking place. And I was like, wow. 
made you feel like she was this big star. And Saudi Arabia is kind of lit. Like, if I was a wrestler, I don't know how they feel about it, but I don't know. I feel like the energy in that place is just crazy. Yeah, they love everything and everywhere. It feels like every gimmick is fucking over. Yeah, over there. because they're they're actual fans and actual marks. They're not leaving. They're not living and dying by the fucking internet and trying to book things. They're just basic, fa- and that's that's something that you could say about a lot of fans in a lot of different countries. It's here. That disease is rampant here in the States where everybody plays Booker. Everyone, We're living in an age of being the content creator and not the content consumer. Everybody looks at the program and goes, well, I can book better than that. Maybe. Yeah. No, not maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you guys follow your dream. Don't listen to this guy. Follow your dream. <laughs> Go cast your W-2s elsewhere. Uh, the next match, tag team match, Ronda Rousey with one hand tied behind her back and Naomi. Gimmick against, match. Yeah, against Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. It was what it was. Nine minutes was too long for this. What's wrong with Sonya Deville? What's wrong with her? The arm thing? No, just like what's wrong. Like I don't really see her do much, but she looks great. Good luck. Good talker. Not good in the ring, so they're trying to... Is that what it is? Because I know she was like she plays. Uh, yeah, she's one of the management it? people. Management, like she's like plays management and shit. A I don't lot. know what that shit is. They're not. But GM she has or... a great look. Yeah, Every time song. I see her, I'm like, oh my god, she she's looks a, amazing. She's got a great entrance too. <clears throat> yeah, that is her persona. Everything is good. not for nothing. That's one of the sexiest lesbians I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I get confused sometimes. I'm like, oh shit, wait, she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. She don't want you, boy. She likes it. Listen. She wouldn't be the first. I'm just saying. <laughs> she ain't. She ain't yeah, the first. I'm still confused. She ain't gonna I, be last either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still confused how I can trick the one that I have. But hey, listen, she, you and me both. Look, yeah. let's not talk anything into existence. Yeah, this thing, yeah. This, <laughs> it's like a secret potion that they wake up one day and you just go, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, You're happy. Yeah, You're she's, happy. She's You're gorgeous. happy. Yeah, yeah see, you are happy. <laughs> And Naomi's entrance is still dope. Oh it's my still, god! Still dope. Still fire entrance. That entrance. Is every time, every time I see her, I'm sorry, but I'm just like that woman is just so thick. It's just unbelievable it's when she comes out with that uh in the the with the glowy shit on. You glow. just see <laughs> the jiggle all the over. Jiggle. I'm like, God bless that and woman. Glow in the dark fluorescent. Oh my god, she's blessed. <laughs> Oh my god! He's blessed. Next- I didn't. I never really got to. I keep forgetting she was a champion. Oh yeah, like yeah, she yeah. had a run. I mean, sort of. Another, I guess another I mean, one who's limited, but at the same time, they talk about it all limited. the time. Well, I mean, because they get criticized for not building any stars beyond the core. You know, the core four women. You know that they usually use. But right. Uh, so whenever they have a, a competitor come in where they have given the belt to, they like to remind you as much as possible even though they themselves never treat that individual like a former champion, so you wouldn't be able to put it together yourself. They'd rather just tell you, oh, yeah, don't forget the time that we gave this black lady the title, you know, or whatever. Right, right. They like to do that from time to time, just like how Kofi's a former WWE champion every chance they tell you, but then he's, you know, literally kissing the boots of Xavier Woods on television. 
that's but, but I digress. Uh, yeah, so our next match, which was a Falls Count Anywhere match between Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin have to be the most early 90s gimmick I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> this is their gimmicks are side by side with Bastion Booger and the Goon and Mantar and all that goofy shit when they when everybody had a job in WWE when they were plumbers or electricians or dentists. <laughs> like they really what's yeah. your gimmick? This guy uh, is I'm a, a plumber. I'm a plumber. Oh, okay. You ever did it before? Yeah, no, it's so, my profession. Yeah, it's what I'm doing what, after I leave here. It's what I do. Um, yeah, that's where these Happy Corbin too with the slot machine theme and this whole gimmick, this whole idea is just it's just lathered in. I love being paid to be here. That's it, man. Because that's it. Hey, you need those I people. Everybody can't very, be at the top. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not everybody can be at the top, but not everybody needs to do this. Is they got the was it Mad Cat Moss right? So he's got he's got the the shorts with the suspenders and no shirt. So he looks like a little toy action figure type dude. I mean, the guy's in great shape. I give him that. Look at those lats and those delts. He's a big boy. He's That's a big sure. boy. This man he lifts. definitely drink all his yeah, milk. He picks things up and he puts them down. There's no doubt about that. This mm-hmm. man here is a specimen. But then he's out here. <laughs> this man's right, out here does. giggling and laughing. And the funniest thing about Mad Cop Moss was Corey Graves. He had me fucking rolling. When the dudes were doing the entrance, he was like, you know, me and Corbin went shopping when we got here at Jetta. They were like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we went over to the Lamborghini store, did a little shopping. Well, I mean, he shopped. He left me outside, but I could look in. It wasn't that bad. I couldn't go. I couldn't go inside, <laughs> he's but like, he said yeah. I could stay outside he's and like, look in the I could look in. It wasn't that bad. It was good. He goes, oh. Matt Cat Moss even taught me a joke. He was like, please don't. He was like, hey, what's black and white and red all over? He was like, what? He was like, half a zebra. And I went, God damn. That got dark. It's like, holy shit. Half a zebra. Oh, oh my God. But yeah, the cornball jokes, and that's the whole deal. I, 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 the gimmick is what the gimmick is, but I got, I got, I'm sorry. I got to tip my cap to fucking Drew McIntyre. This motherfucker is trying his damnedest to get as many people over as he fucking. I tell you what, man, I'm glad that these guys are professionals and their timing is exquisite. Because if Happy Corbin did not duck appropriately, thank you. His body was cut in half. Been he swung that goddamn sword like he was looking for blood. Yeah. <laughs> Holy, am I the only one that noticed that? Nope. He swung that shit with two hands. Yes. With his whole, I think his whole body did a spin. He swung that I, shit so I, hard. I yelped out loud in fear when he swung it. Like in my living room, I was like, "Oh and Jesus!" Cor- and Corbin's He's... big; he had to damn near slide on the he ground. He took a because... bump. Yeah, he had to hit the ground at that all costs. Shit was no- I saw that, and I'm like, "Kids, do not try this at I'm home. I'm gonna be honest. Someone with is you. gonna get hurt. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if I had ducked it like Corbin did, when we go to the back, there's gonna be words, Bruh. Because you swung that shit like you don't even care if I exist. I just I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck. Oh my God! I hope that was something that was planned because I can only imagine fucking Corbin's heart racing after that. Man, I I can't imagine that it was. I can't imagine some dude going, "Oh yeah, no, go for it. Just swing it as hard as human." I'm gonna fucking. Possible. I'm gonna fucking. I'm trying to hit a home run with your body and this blade. So if I were you, I'd fucking just duck. Oh boy. 
They sold it. Listen, yeah. I'm a blue. I was all, I was on board. Whatever story they were selling when he did that, I was a believer. I was like, oh, this is a real fight. Yeah. They really fighting. He's in here. trying to kill him for real. He's literally trying to kill that man. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, our next matchup here. I know I said that the elimination champ, the the elimination chamber match was one of my was my favorite match of the night, but that was because of the performances of so many of them that were in that match. This match here, Becky Lynch and Lita. I gotta. What did you think of this match? This is the one that I, I was know. in and out of. I was. It was getting late. I was trying okay. to watch this so bad, but uh, it was. It was okay. It, it if. If Becky Lynch's run was anything like this back before she went out, I, I don't know how big of a fan of Becky I would be. It's not that she's not good at what she does. She gives me kind of like Omega vibes where she's Ooh. just she just does certain things that are good. It's, it's not that they're bad. It's just she's so animated and so like not natural she's over the top it. with her facial expression. It just... She stands out, and it's not always in a, in a in a good way. Kind of like you're doing too much. Yeah, and that's just kind of from watching her a little bit. This is what I'm I'm getting from her run. That and I just like I, I'm not gonna go on on the rant, but you understand why? Yeah, <laughs> just these little things are just sticking out to me. Yeah, because Luchasaurus is garbage. That's why. Uh, well, I mean, everyone has their own dumbass opinion, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, this this. Uh, this matchup, and I know everyone's going to praise Becky and they're all going to praise Lita. I really, truly believe, and I think you hit it on the head earlier, the MVP of this match was the fans in Saudi Arabia. Dude, they're fucking amazing. They made this match feel like a WrestleMania moment. They bought into everything these ladies were doing. Every setup, every false finish. With if you want to know everything. if something is over, don't take it to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because because you are going to be lied to. Those yeah. guys just love. They love you. That you're right. They love wrestling. They you get love that wrestling. vibe. Yeah, they love it. This they, entertainment is is for me. But this is all of it. This is what I. This is what I mean. This match is evidence of what I mean when I say they're true fans and they're true marks, because they're going to boo the bad guys. But there's gonna, nothing wrong but, with a but, mark. But, I feel like Mark is like. What are you, uh, derogatory? Fuck that. If I'm doing that job, I want marks. Hey, I'm a bad guy. Boo, you suck. Yeah, I fucking suck, dude. I'm a piece of shit. Like, you want people, people to buy into your once shit. Once fans got the idea of what Mark was, they have gone out of their way to try to change, basically, how, to change what it means, right? Because once you tell someone what a real Mark is, just basically being duped. You're an idiot, and we're duping you into believing something is real when it isn't. They want to change it to another definition. And they go, oh, no. I'm not Mark. Oh, to a lot of people, Mark just means fan. That's not what it means. You could be a fan of something and not be a fucking Mark. Okay? There's, okay. A, there's a fucking difference in that. Okay? You could believe, in, in, in the most non-sports way that I could describe it, you can believe in God and have faith, but you don't have to be a religious prick. In your life, there's a difference, okay? There's there's marks and then there's fans. They're not the same. There's some that blend together, but they're not all the same shit. 
And these fans in Saudi Arabia, they know their shit. They know what the spots look like. They bid on every false finish. They know that when Lita hits the twist of fate and pulls you to the corner and hits the moonsault, that should be over. And then when Becky kicked out, they lost their fucking minds. Right. That's the beauty of Mark. They're buying into what they're seeing, but they also know what they're seeing. They know that these finishes are supposed to be this. It's supposed to be that. When Becky hit the manhandler and Lita kicked out of that, and the whole fucking building went berserk, and Becky, like you said, did the oversell, where she's <clears throat> she's got that confused look. How did I not put her away? This puts everybody away in the six months that I've been using this fucking move. Right. And these fans bought into everything. And this is a prime example and I know it's going to go in one ear and out the other. This is a prime example as to why, even though people hate when the WWE goes to Saudi Arabia, places like Saudi Arabia, because it doesn't just happen here. If you do, When they do televised events in Japan or they do televised events in England or whatever the case may be, it's always the same thing. The crowds play a role. And in those other countries, it tends to be a positive one. They get noisy, they get into it, they support, they don't support, it's whatever. American fans these days, they go to the big buildings, they pay the big money. You saw the ticket prices that I gave you for Survivor Series. They yeah. pay the big money, Massive. and they go, and they sit, and they do nothing. They just fucking sit there. And they pop for big moves, and they ooh and ah for certain comments done on fucking promos, and that's fucking it. So they're uh they're there this is awesome don't seem out of place sometimes too they're in unique they uniquely place them like i don't they would say this is awesome to situations that i don't think would happen over here yeah <clears throat> and i think they are good moments i always think that this is awesome things are a little bit you know extra so to speak but no i think theirs were were well placed and it didn't really yeah. seem like out of the ordinary that audience made this match feel like a wrestlemania match when that match was over and becky powdered out to leave lita got a fucking standing ovation mm -hmm. to where she was i don't know if she was told or she made the decision herself but she was leaving the ring too and they were going nuts for her and she actually went back into the ring for the ovation right. they made her feel like she was just on Raw the other day with with Trish and Molly and Victoria, they brought back the hands of time, yeah. and I and I and I and I applaud them for that because it was nice to actually see these women do it in a way that is it felt very old school. This match didn't feel like one of these new matches. It felt like a very storytelling kind of keep the fans on the edge of their seat kind of matchup. I mean, it was. It wasn't the crispest fucking match I've ever seen in my entire life, but they got mm -hmm. the point across. Right, and right. with this audience, it was fucking perfect and magnificent. The only reason I give the Elimination Chamber more credit than them is because, as I said a second ago, it wasn't the crispest match of all time. The ladies in the Elimination Chamber match, they, they, got, they went in. They did their thing. They executed a whole lot better than this yeah. match. But this match had something the Elimination Chamber really didn't, and that's emotion and feeling. And people were in, I think the people were louder for this match than they were for the Chamber. So I'll give them that. Right. But it was a, it was a pretty decent match, and, and, and Lita and Becky came out of that looking great. And that's when we found out, it's official, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. And you're, gonna, you're doubling down on this. It's not going to fix it. 
If she no, it'll never. If she no. goes and she does the fucking job and gives the belt back to Bianca, it's still nothing. It's still because this would have been a huge moment. And what one year ago? Not a That's full year. You... It was SummerSlam, right? Was it SummerSlam? Yeah, it was SummerSlam. This past SummerSlam. It's only been like eight months, nine months. All right. Well. That's close to a year. Fair enough. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. If they had a match to bested her, that would have told the. It, it 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 doesn't matter what they do. The story would have always been better. Anyway, and I'll, leave, and I'll leave it at that. Well, last year to get into the to get a championship at WrestleMania, Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble. This year, Bianca gets in because she won the Elimination Chamber. They're running out of ways to get her into these matches. But nonetheless, it's going to be Bianca be trying Belair. To get into them. <laughs> Bianca Belair will challenge Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, and Ronda Rousey will challenge Charlotte Flair uh, at WrestleMania. We also have, well, I'll say that in a second. Let me get past this one little part because it's meaningless. You didn't see this, and it was fucking dumb, and it was fucking Good. ridiculous. The Usos and the Viking Raiders, for the record, folks, did not have a match. That's why on this page here it says zero minutes and zero seconds. They said that it ended in a no contest. That's not what happened. They called the match off because during the Viking Raiders entrance, the Usos came out and put a butt whooping on them with some steel chairs and laid, yes, left them laying. I saw the that's the last thing I remember is and an ambush, the, and then I fell asleep. And that was it. That's how it ended. Okay, so they, then I they, saw that match too. It wasn't a match. They just beat them <laughs> up. They just beat them up and left. I saw zero seconds of it. So someone it. went over. <laughs> no one went over. They just they beat them. So them that up. was the plan. The, that wasn't audible. The the Raiders came down the aisle way. They got jumped by the Usos, and that's it. They just left. It was over, and we saw commercials to set up the chamber. Then we come to the Elimination Chamber match for the men. This match you did not see. So I no. will skim across because it was... <sighs> it, it, it is what it is. These matches are all the same now, regardless of gimmick, regardless of reasoning. They're all copy and paste. It's all the same shit. If you watched any of these guys, uh, the match was Lesnar, Lashley, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Riddle, and Seth freaking Rollins. The only cool parts that I could tell you is, first of all, Riddle... Uh-huh. And I'm not a fan of Riddle. I know you're not. No, I'm not. But I'm going to give him his due here because he was he's dope. Better. He was dope here. He fit here. He made it work. He might have been the one who used the chamber the best because he was doing dive this and jump this, and he took every big bump in the book, and he was he was going all out. This man wanted to be considered a main eventer, and he went out there and he did it. I forgot Styles was in this match. That's all you need to know about his performance here. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins would start the match, and I don't remember much about that after the fact. Now, here's where it gets important. Right here at the beginning of the match, this is the part you didn't see because you didn't see this match. I, I can't remember who it was specifically. I don't know if it was Rollins or Riddle. I can't remember, but someone took a powerbomb through, Bo not, uh, yeah, through Bobby Lashley's pod. They powerbombed mm. him into the glass or the plexi, or whatever the fuck, and it basically had like this crunching or crushing effect on Lashley because he was in the pod. So it's a power bomb into the glass or into the plastic, however you want to describe it, into Lashley and into the fucking metal grate behind him. So Lashley 
got basically crunched in between all these people and he fucking bumped to the floor and he just fucking laid there for mad long. And then the match is continuing and Lashley's pod hasn't opened yet. Well, I mean, it's open now, but he's dead. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm we're bugging out on this match, me and Steph. We're watching this match and we're critiquing and we're, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, we see the chamber fucking door just open. And medical officials and Adam Pierce and all these people are coming into the cage and they're going into Lashley's pod and they're talking to him. He's on the floor or the floor of the pod and the camera is being really creative on different ways how to not film it from that how not to film it. Mm-hmm. So it led us to believe like what's because I at first like I didn't think it was the pod thing. I'm like who do they take bumps like that all the time. So I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden he's on the floor and I'm like, did he have a heart attack or a stroke? What the fuck happened? And all of a sudden they pick him up like by the shoulders or whatever and they walk him out of the cage and they close the cage and he just fucking leaves. So as of right now, the only there's four people in the ring. The only two people that were left were Lashley and Lesnar. So Lashley's gone now. And it's just Lesnar in a pod. And they do that whole dramatic, you know, countdown. And then they do the whole flashing, which pod will open. And then all of a sudden it lands on Lashley's pod, which for the record is already open with no Lashley in it. So so Lesnar got pissed. And he was like, why the fuck are they flashing on Lashley's pod when there's no one in it? So Lesnar proceeded to be more man than most. And he beat his way with his bare fucking hands and feet, out of his pod. Mm, he, just beat his, he just beat his way out, because he's Lesnar, and he could probably destroy his whole structure with his bare fucking hands. Mm-hmm. And he beats his way out of the pod, and immediately starts pinning every motherfucker who's in the ring. F5, done, pin. F5, done, pin. He's just burning through everybody. And then the last guy left is Austin Theory. Now I'm thinking to myself, he just burned through Rollins, just burned through Riddle. He just burned through... Styles. Now he's about to burn through theory. It's gonna be one and done and quick. And then all of a sudden They have a match. No, 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 not a match. Theory starts to realize I'm in here with the beast incarnate by myself. And right. Lesnar is smiling, he's chuckling. And he walks over to the chamber door, starts yanking on the chain, just to make sure that door is locked. And he looks over at Theory and he just tells him he's the oh nowhere to go, boy. And he starts taking the gloves off. And I'm like, uh-oh. He, he about to beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> I said, uh-oh. And Theory, to his credit, I give him credit, he sold this beautifully. He was, you could, you could, He had a look in body language like he was about to piss himself. So he's running. He's running around the, the chamber. And Lesnar is in pursuit. And he zigs when he should have zagged. He ran into, I think it was uh, an empty pod. So he goes into one of the pods and he attempts to lock the door and Lesnar blocks the door with his foot, grabs Theory, and then proceeds to put a whipping on the young man. Suplex on the side, on the grate. Big bumps in the ring. He's fucking him up. Out of nowhere, Theory then does a nice little fucking roll with a clothesline or whatever. He takes the bump and fucking low blows Lesnar. 
to cause some separation. And Lesnar, to his credit, sells it amazing because he got hit in the balls. And right. it actually made me believe he got hit in the balls for real. His face got all pink and swollen and shit. He's all, oh, he's on the floor. And then he slowly starts to sell up. And then he looks at Theory with that I am going to beat the shit out of you look. Mm-hmm. And the commentators stopped talking. And they went, oh, my God. Lesnar. <laughs> and he goes, Lesnar's pissed. And he goes after Theory. And Theory runs again. This time, Theory climbs the chamber. He starts climbing up the chain. And I don't mean to the top of the pot. I mean, like, to the top of the roof. And Theory actually finds a hole. He makes, he's able to separate the chain enough on top where he fits. And he starts to climb <clears throat> out of the chamber. And I'm thinking, are we going to get outside the chamber? We've never done that before. And then, no lie, the scariest sight I have ever seen in my entire life. Theory's on the top of the chamber. He's wiggling out. Lesnar is still on the ground, or the, or the great. And then Lesnar, a 300 pound, well, no, he's lost some weight. What is it, 260, 270? Pure muscle, all upper body, of course. He proceeds to climb the chamber, no lie, 0.2 seconds. He ran up the chain link, and I got scared like he was, like he was chasing me. My son plays this game, what was it, Poppy's Adventures, where this huggy-wuggy character climbs through a vent like a spider and chases you around. I was like, this mother, he's so far away from Lesnar. And without even thinking, he just, Lesnar scales the cage like a cruiserweight. That is the scariest shit I've ever seen. A man that large. I just saw it. (laughs) Yeah, a man that large. He took two steps up that whole Yeah, a man that large, that pissed, coming at you from that speed. I was nervous. And they get to the top of the pod, and then the internet lied to me. Because I hadn't gotten to this match yet. I'm watching the pay-per-view. I was behind. Pay-per-view mm. took place at noon. I didn't watch it till last night. And I got two people who messaged me, you're not going to believe this. Theory took an F5 from the top of the pod. I said, you're fucking bugging. No fucking way. That, that, guy, that guy wants to be WWE champion tomorrow? Is that what his plan is? No, I no said, he no, just landed on his feet. I said, no way. He took an F5 from the top of the pot. And then I watched the clip, and here he goes to top. He's got him up. I said, no fucking way. And, of course, there was no fucking way because he didn't take an F5. Nah, he, he just let him right down. I just saw it. He just yeah, landed he just right on his feet. Yeah, and then he sold the rest of it, which, again, give that fucking guy credit. Theory is nice. I like Theory a lot. And it, and then, of course, that's supposed to be an F5. So he brings him into the ring and he pins him and he beats him. And now Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion. Again, because the black fan base can't have shit. That's why. And now we're headed to WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Winner takes all. Champion versus champion at WrestleMania. Which is good. I like the idea of the two belts together. I don't see them planning on combining shows because your women titles are still separate. But you are going to make your champion one thing. And now we have to have the conversation because I mentioned earlier, I, I can see Roman winning this. I could. And having it all and combining and the belts. having it all and combining Being the Being the true. The true head of the table. Head of the table. That's right. Can you imagine that SmackDown episode where he comes out with both belts? 
Ed Heyman with his shit grin, and the Usos with the tag titles holding up the ones, the bloodline standing atop the professional wrestling business. But you don't get Holy these shit. moments very often. This is a uh, no. This is a this is a moment where you honestly don't know who's gonna take it at this no. point with with Lesnar's uh, history and all that shit. You have no clue who's. You're like, oh yeah, they're definitely gonna give it to Roman, but then it's like, but it's Lesnar. Yeah, like they I could very well put both of these belts yep. on either one of these guys, and it is completely believable. But now, then you go, wait, but Lesnar again? Like that? I when when Undertaker when he lost to Lesnar, I was like, yeah, it makes sense, but why him? He doesn't need it. He doesn't <laughs> need any of this. But it's fucking Lesnar, man. So, I don't know. And as we'll we found it. out later, it was never because that's what, at the time, there were a lot of people that, well, you know, it's Taker's streak. You know, he can break it to anybody he wants. He didn't choose Lesnar. No. We found that out later. He came to the building, and they said, all right. This he is felt it. the same way we did. Yeah. He was pissed about it, too. He did not. Why him? He doesn't need it. Well, according to him, he wanted to do it with Roman. Yeah. And that would have worked. I I still say to this day that probably was the better idea. But hey, we didn't need it. Hey, maybe they were like, listen, we're not gonna give it to Roman. We should give it to Roman. He's like, no, 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 no. Roman's gonna be fine. We're gonna give it to Brock. And then later he's gonna take that all he's gonna take all of that from him <laughs> in one shot. He doesn't need to take it from you. He's gonna take it from him. We're gonna make Brock even bigger. And then have a Roman beating that Brock is better than Roman beating that taker. Maybe. Let, let me try to give them some credit and shoot them some bail and say they planned this. Well, the idea behind Lesnar, from what I understand, winning or beating the streak is that, well, down the line, when we've built Lesnar appropriately, the guy that beats <laughs> him is going to be a major star. Now, the guy that eventually beat him after the streak was Goldberg, so you can throw, you can wipe your ass with that, but... They weren't completely wrong because remember what happened at the Rumble in 2020 when when uh, Drew eliminated Brock. That instant pop that he got. And then at WrestleMania, when he defeats Lesnar for the championship in the main event. Now, I, I get it. There was no audience there. And I think, had there been, it would have been a great night and a great memory for Drew McIntyre. But they weren't entirely wrong. The guy that eventually dethroned Lesnar did become one of their top fucking stars, and to a point where it was only a year or two ago when it happened, and he's out here making other stars now. Like That's mm. how over he got just from doing that. Roman's right. in that space now. The guy that beats Roman Reigns and, and definitively beats Roman Reigns, pins him in the ring, is going to be a fucking megastar. You know what's funny, too? Because if, if it's not Brock that beats Roman, I in my brain... McIntyre is the next guy to do it, McIntyre and I still could, don't yeah. think that that that's the way to do it. Well, we have another. Wild I think card. that's the problem. We have a wild card in all this. Lashley never competed in that match. Remember, he lost. Make it a three-way. They wouldn't. Mm, they wouldn't. I don't, well, see, here's the thing. I, they wouldn't. I don't know if they should, because the money's in the one-on-one -on -one match between Lesnar and Reigns. That's what everyone. This is a huge payout yeah. to add another to yeah. adding. This match needs nothing. To add a gimmick is just, it doesn't make sense. 
You're just ruining it at this point. Yeah. Actually, this reminds me. That matchup between Bianca and Becky, based on the matchup that Lita had with Becky, how interested would you be if that became a three-way? No. <laughs> Fucking no. I no, can, don't get more re- see, listen to me. I can hear the it. Three, the three-way to me now isn't a matter of three guys trying to get the best of each other or three women trying to get the best of each other and really going in and having this solid match. To me, a three-way is a buyout for a gimmick to end the match in a way to make sense, to keep everybody's credibility. The one-on-one match now is like, when you get the one-on-one clean matches with nothing crazy going on, those are so important now. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they made something that was supposed to be the standard to like the special match now. The one-on-one is the gimmick that everybody wants. This is... No, no, no stipulations, no interruptions, one-on-one, who's the better man? And that's what we're looking for for this match. We're not looking for the gimmick. We're not looking for, like, save, if that's the case, save Bobby for after and uh, yeah, you we'll know, do something with you that. You know Lesnar's going to disappear whether he wins the title or not. So you can Which have- is another reason why it makes sense for Roman to win the belt. And Roman and Lashley would would make sense after the fact. Yeah, you, you can but get the way they build Bobby. Uh, it doesn't make sense. See, this is the problem with the juggernaut of Roman Reigns. It doesn't make sense. That's why I said a second ago, the closest person that I think would take that would be McIntyre. And he's not even in my brain. He's not even close to ready for that. So if he's the they next runner up in my head. But he is not even close to ready to that for that. Yeah, he just it just doesn't make Moss. sense for anyone to beat him. God damn. Oh, I just thought I just thought about something. And this is actually a nice segue, if that's if that's where you want to go with this, but I think it ties in. So I said that online yesterday. I said, man, with the way that Reigns is being pushed and presented at this point. The guy that beats him is going to be a main event star. And someone wrote in that chat, and they said, wow, what a perfect spot to debut Cody Rhodes. And I, first of all, I chucked my phone out of anger. My phone didn't do anything to me, but I chucked it. And and I guess that leads us into our next discussion here. Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> damn. Yeah. yeah. Discard pile. <laughs> God Damn. Oh boy, yeah. I'm so, mad. I'm I'm disappointed in this. <laughs> in this, I was movie, on right? his side. I was ready for him to make that comeback. So I, I wonder what was the reason why I, he's done. I want to know why. This is, I think, what makes this sad. Not bad. Like I don't look, I don't look any less at Cody or or, or look in a negative way at Cody, because it, it's not really what I'm about to say is actually not very Cody specific. My my feeling about the whole thing is th- this is this is the downside, this is the con, no uh, pun intended. But I feel like this is one of the negatives to being so outright committed to something, like doubling down on shit to the point where you're slinging mud to the other side of the fence because you're 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 so for this team, you know. It's like. It's like when you're in sports 
You know, and I'm I'm a patriot for life. I'm a patriot for life. And then tomorrow you're a buccaneer. So now mm. you have to be like, oh, my bad. You know, I, I wanted to be a patriot for life, but, you know, shit is what it is. Like, to be as vocal as he was, this is what we're going to do. We're going to change the game. Fuck that other company. That company is shit. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what to do. And then the team that you fought so vocally for, you're no longer on it. So now what do you do? And I and I've been dealing with people all. Oh man, he should go to WWE. Why on why what? on earth? Why on earth? Now that's the wrong move. Would either one WWE or Cody Rhodes? Why on earth would either one of these two entities even want to do business with each other? Why? I have to ask. I will go. Hold on. Let me pull. Oh, I just hit a button by accident, and now it's lagging me up. Here it is. The official rule, uh, ruling, the official press release from All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness mm. and his passion for our industry. Ooh. And look how, I like how they put his passion in there, right? And his love for, his, for community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for, for far too long. Something new, innovative, and lasting. They have done nothing new. They have done nothing innovative. And time will tell if it's lasting. What, what innovative thing have they done? They, they still do AEW. Okay. They still they do ladder matches like everybody else. They do false kind of anywhere matches like everybody else. They have multi man matches like everybody else. What they is, put really bad talent on TV. What a, well, they did at one point. That's being slowly rectified. Okay, well and, you asked the question and I answered it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the innovation. Bringing, yeah, bringing let's get some new. We hey. hired the guys. WWE said no. We're gonna show you why WWE doesn't do this. Yeah, there you go. I don't understand why people have to keep adding the word innovative. You can just be good. You're a, a good wrestling company with good, with good talent. Why I'm you- not going to be that guy that says that you can't discover anything new, obviously, because that's stupid and bullshit. But, yeah, I mean, innovative, let's let's try to. Yeah, they have know, a, it's yeah. okay to perfect what exists, yes, too. Yes, you have a new presentation with new talent for people to watch on a national level. That's new. I'll give you new. Lasting, you can't say it's lasting. You've only been alive for two years, so you don't know if it's lasting. Innovative, I'm sorry, I have a problem with innovative. They don't do anything that's innovative. They've done nothing. If anything, nothing. If anything, they've done more rehash than innovation, because they have gone back. Texas death matches. You know, they go, they go old school. They bring the. How many tournaments have they done? And I don't care if they call it eliminator tournaments. You don't need eliminator. That's what a tournament is. Elimination. Right. So it's dumb. It's an eliminating. It's an it's an eliminator. Eliminator. Fucking idiots. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story. How sway? I need more information on that. How did Brandy help shape the U? I, she, and I'm not saying she didn't. I don't know. I would love to hear the story and how she did that. And I appreciate how hard she fought for us both in the ring, <laughs> and out of the ring. Okay, I'll give you that one. Competing in the women's division, win, while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes. Really? Including great partnerships with the Culture City and the American Heart Association. Which, by the way, they just announced the American Heart Association thing like the other day. 
So I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, which I don't doubt. And I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. <laughs> they remixed the Future Endeavor line. That was great. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. It comes from Tony Khan, who I love his title. You ready for his title? Tony Khan, CEO, yeah. president, That's it. general manager, Absolutely. and head of creative. It's a light flex. Comma, all elite wrestling. That is... The t- the title alone. He put it on the table. Can you? Yes, he did. He threw his humongous cock right on the fucking table mm-hmm. for all to look to acknowledge. And he and said, "Hey guys, it's brown." Also, oh, just in yeah. case you don't notice for all, it. For everybody who keeps telling me that my uh, company is uh, whitewashed, isn't diverse. Look at the those size of this owned brown, by a brown meat. dick. That's right. I like it. Brown meat right here for everyone to gawk at. Oh my god! I want to read that again because that was beautiful. I've ne- I'm so happy to finally he put that start shit seeing- in bold too, yep. dude. Yep, I'm so happy to finally start seeing Tony Khan not be the happy-go-lucky, just happy to be here guy. For you think him, he's to- a little cocky. Not cocky think- so much as I think he's finally put. He's letting motherfuckers know this is my shit. This is my shit. Don't right. let anybody fool you when the thing. Don't thinking. get it fucked up right. or twisted. Don't get me fucked up with basic bitches. I don't work for the Young Bucks. I don't work for Kenny Omega. I don't work for Cody Rose. Nigga, they work for me. I am the CEO, comma, president, comma, general manager, and head of creative. That's the one at the end that got me, comma, all elite wrestling. Now, I know they got the elite thing from the group. But he is AEW, and I think it's about time that he vocalizes that because he's always been about the team, and that's great, but his team's falling apart. Cody's gone. Kenny Omega, you know what's so funny? He's been gone for a minute. Uh, what was All Out? Wasn't that August? Something like it's that? It's a while ago. He's while been ago. in Miami he's, for a little bit. He's been out for a while, and the stories and the, and the matches and so many things on the show have gotten better. To the point where the other day, I actually forgot he was with them. I mm. genuinely forgot because I'm, I'm going th- I'm going through the week to week, right? I'm just I'm just dealing with what we got on TV now. And somebody had brought it up. They were like, "Well, I can't wait to see what such and such does when Kenny comes back." And I said, "Oh fuck, I forgot." Somewhere he in the exists. middle of all this, because you know Kenny's not coming back to be the TNT champion, right? So it's like. Adam Page is the champ. He's going through Texas death matches with Archer. So Archer's not going anywhere anytime soon. We still haven't settled the score really with Brian Danielson. Punk and MJF are fighting for an opportunity to get at Adam Page. So where does Kenny fit into all this? So I was like, I completely <coughs> forgot this fucking guy. Hopefully, hopefully his own entity. Like this all elite shit. I just don't like it. I don't like that group. That's probably one of the worst fucking oh my groups. God. And the Dark Order exists. So that should say something. And the, the, the elite has made me completely <clears throat> forget and completely just not care about now that the Undisputed Era is there. That somehow has just gone under the fucking radar completely. But Cody Rhodes had a response, by the way. Not a response, but an add-on, I guess. This is all <clears throat> PR shit. None of this, <clears throat> this... This is literally all PR shit. I, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a ridiculous thing. Please, God, even. don't. No, I'm Wall not going to read the whole thing. Incoming. I wanted 
to at least read <laughs> that last. God, I have to read the last one, the last sentence here, because he's he goes through the whole press release and he's thanking basically all the people that started it with them. And again, they bring up the American Heart Association and oh, they just. I, just through the line. So I just wanted to read the end. I'm confident Amanda Hoover, who is Brody Lee's uh, widow, will lead the Department of Style. I'm so proud of my creations <clears throat> and contributions and the items I supported or collaborated on with such wonderful professionals. Thank you, fans. Y'all did the work. Let's live forever. And I have to I have to read those lines at least because the th- the the the, cre- the creations and contributions right and you can anyone can debate what those are he has it in his head what it is and what it isn't and that's fine but I think it's I think it's fair to at least have the conversation of saying that if Cody Rhodes would have been an EVP with this company. And never competed, never had a single match in AEW from day one to now. I don't think it would have mattered at all with this company. I think this company would have still gone through the walls it did in the beginning. Because it was going through walls when he was on the card. I think it still would have had growing pains. I still feel like it would have been rising the way that it is now, with or without him. I don't know if he affects the product at all whatsoever in the ring anyway. Outside, if he has a creative presence that I don't know about, that's a different story. If he's putting things together and putting guys together and gals together that I don't know about, that's one thing. I'm just judging based on what was shown on camera, which is all we can do. And I don't know if they really mattered all that much. I know they got look, a lot of... Man, I, I wanna, I wanna, look, real quick. I want to agree with what you're saying, but we can't be ignorant to the fact that when he was the dominant leading role in the building, one of our hugest critiques, two, two of our, well, me, two of my hugest critiques were, A, the talent seems like it's just fucking wild. Like, no, there's no control. Everyone's just doing random ass shit. And two, this dude is so full of himself, it's ridiculous. So, although I want to give him that buyout of i'm sure he there's things we don't know he did do it didn't show on the television it wasn't until other people came in to where there seems to be a little bit more structure and control we're not out there doing stupid shit and people aren't coming out from a completely customized entrance that nobody else comes into and that every single time a belt is on the screen, you somehow, some way, find this dude standing next to it, whether it's on him or on another person. It was blatantly obvious that their locker room was out of fucking control. Out of control. It was one of our biggest critiques that there is nobody teaching these young guys. It's cool to have the young guys on here. It's giving them a platform, and that's great. Yeah. But Where's the control? There's felt, no control. It felt like the opposite. Like the people who knew were doing the stupid shit because they, it was almost like they were outnumbered. So they're like, well, I'm not going to come off cool if I don't do the cool shit. So right. instead of reining so, them so, in, they went the other way and went loose with them. So not to cut you off, but I did just want to make a point. Yeah, that's, that, no, yes, it's a good I, point. I like that you're trying to be nice for once, but this ain't the time. This dude showed nothing but arrogance Nothing, only thought about himself 
And I, I refuse to believe, I'm sure he touched a few hearts, but I refuse to believe he was a huge impact in that locker room that we would want to believe he was because that roster was straight ass when it was just him and the boys doing their thing. Like people were literally watching for the boys to do their thing. Yeah. It wasn't until the Christian cages to the CM punks before CM punks, they, to these people started coming in yeah. to where we started seeing some impact. So we started leadership. seeing more mature performers come in and tell their partners, cut the shit. Yeah, knock that. You knock see that, that what you're doing off. right there? Knock it off. Don't do Enough that. Of that shit. You want to make a look at me. I'm a millionaire. You want to make millions? Don't do that stupid shit. Follow me. Yeah. I will show if you. If there's the way. anybody who I would believe has that title that you were that you're trying to give Cody a break, at least the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm not saying you're saying this is what you said was absolutely true, but you're giving the benefit of the doubt. If there's anybody in that building who deserves that, it's Matt Hardy. Wait a second. That deserves what again? The the, the benefit thought, of the doubt? Um, the benefit of the doubt of like um trying to work with the talent and, and kind of show them the ropes and show them what to do or or try to like improve the talent and stuff like that. I feel like Matt Hardy's been doing that the <sighs> whole time he was there. I feel like he's trying. No, I didn't say he I don't is, think like, he's the succeeding. Best I don't think he's trying. succeeding at it. He's trying. No, no, I, I never <laughs> said anything about success. That uh, dude has done nothing or doesn't seem like he ever does anything really struck, you know, for him specifically. He's no. always in a group. He's always working with the younger guys. Yeah, He's Matt, trying to do Matt's something. trying to help build the future. The problem right. is, is the guys that he's with are not the future. That's that's fine. That's that's not the point of the argument. Yeah. It's Cody, on the other hand. Cody has did been not in the show ring with the any future. of those traits is what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say. Cody, on the other hand, has been in the ring with people you might consider, okay, this guy could be the future. And he's mm -hmm. got to beat them all. And he's got to beat them all. He's got to beat them all. Now, I know people are going to hear that. And, well, he just did the job for Sammy. Well, he was leaving. Apparently, that we find out now that he did the job because he was fucking leaving. Yeah, We didn't he, know he at the time. No, he currently has no control. He's he's got to do. Well, the now job. he has he's, even less control now than he had he's before. Desperately trying to push people to show, hey, look, 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 everything I said I was gonna do, look, 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 I'm doing it. Fuck out of here. But we're, now, we're but done. Now, does you. Cody, does Cody even want to go back to the WWE? Would there be any interest in Cody Rhodes at this point? Did his, did his stock rise at all from when he left to now? Yes. Okay. You think he did his his stock did rise a little bit? What I did absolutely. You think he? Do you think he would be an asset to the WWE? Absolutely not. <laughs> those two can be. Those two things can exist. Yes, I, I will not deny the yes. fact that yes, he is a different Cody than he was in the WWE. He does have a different stature. He does yeah. have a different. Uh, position in the wrestling business. A little business. more experienced, a little more mature. He, he is matured. He is a different man. That means nothing. And that, I, that doesn't change the fact that he doesn't belong there. That doesn't change the fact. If anything, him going back probably will hurt him. Oh, yeah. More than likely will hurt him yeah, to do anything. he spent all that time opening his He's not mouth. walking in to get a pop. No. I, I just don't see it. I would love it. I would love it. For him, but I, I just think I just he don't would see be it. a completely different. The last time he was in WWE, he was the young guy who felt like he wasn't being treated right. And oh, then I could do better. I could do better. I could do this. And I could do that. And then he left, 
and he got a chance to do all the little things that he wanted to do, they didn't work. So I think if he came back, he himself would be a little bit more humble than the last time he was there. I think he'd understand the system a little better. Now being a guy who was on the other side of it, and he understands a little better at how all that works, I think he'd be a little different. But I still don't see a benefit for him or for the WWE. First and foremost, the WWE, <laughs> they have not forgotten all the bullshit he's been talking. Mm. Okay? People keep forgetting that Vince McMahon is Captain Petty. Okay? Captain Petty. Everyone keeps telling me if he came back, he'd be Stardust. No, he wouldn't be Stardust. You know why? Because it's too close to Goldust, and Goldust turned on him too. If you look at Stardust, it'll remind you of Goldust, and I don't think they want to do that. I truly believe if they were to bring him in, they'd bring him in as Cody I Rhodes. I think he's the real victim. And they would, who, Goldust? Yes. Yeah, he's the probably, real victim. Because he yeah. stuck by his brother, and his brother just fucked off, dude. But Holy you know what? Shit. A lot of people have respect for Dustin that's separate from Cody. I don't think Dustin's career rider died by Cody. If you're going to say that Dustin got into AEW because of Cody, sure, why not? But I think well, since he's been there, because, I mean, look who D Dustin's done the same thing. You want to give Matt Hardy credit. Dustin's worked with every young guy there. I believe it. He's he's trying, too. Yeah, yeah. He's trying, too. I'll give it to him. And then he's, of course, head coach of the Nightmare Factory. He's training the next generation of AEW superstars. He's got his hands in the foundation of all this shit. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not As gonna, the uh, same way his brother should be doing. Should be. But you know mm -hmm. what? Cody still has it in his head that he's a he's a megastar. And he could have been. He just handled it wrong. He needs to he be He saw everything that WWE was doing, thought he knew how to do it better, mm -hmm. and did it wrong. And it was it was wrong for him. And and I wish there were more he's a if you get a good booker. And you give him a talent like Cody Rhodes, they're gonna make Cody Rhodes about like a million dollars. But he can't do it himself, and that's and there's no shame in that. There's a lot of wrestlers. Trust me, I know a lot of them who would sit here and tell you that they're not being used properly. Absolutely, and that's if the I number booked, one thing you hear. Yeah, from if wrestlers. I booked myself, I I could put myself in better positions, and they don't know how to fucking do it, even for themselves, and they come off looking stupid. So Cody's not alone in this. He's just doing it at a higher level. So it's That's what people obvious. don't understand, man. They need that unbiased. They need yes. that unbiased. When you are in control of your own booking, you will you can you can stumble into a great run, but at some point you're going to make the wrong booking call. You're just going to. My, big, going my to. biggest pet peeve with people who book themselves, and I know people are going to hear this, and they're going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, but it's the truth. People see jobs as favors because that's what the terminology is, you know? When you're the champion or whatever the case is, you got to drop the belt. It's doing the favor. That's what it's called. He did the favors to this guy, right? They see it as a favor, not as a necessity. They don't understand that there are times where you have to lose, not come out on top. Okay, you have to lose. And you can always tell when Cody's heart wasn't into the losing idea. He'd fire up. If he knew that he was going to get his comeuppance, oh, he's got no problem losing. He'll give you the vigor. He'll give you the fire. He'll give you all that bullshit he does. Then he'll take the loss, and that's fine, because next week or next month, I'm going to beat you. 
but in situations where he was going to lose flat out, and I'm not Take getting the my L come and move up. On to the next story yeah, line. he there's no energy, there's no fire. He didn't give a fuck. Oh, I'm losing anyway. Malachi Black. Did he help Malachi Black by losing to him like three times? No. Because now Malachi Black is feuding with what? The varsity blondes? How did that help Malachi Black? He didn't do anything in that. And then I think he eventually beat him anyway. Didn't he come back and beat him? Like he he lost to him like twice, disappeared to do his show, came back and beat him. So that's it is what it is. And now Cody's gonna do whatever it is Cody's gonna do. If Cody goes to any wrestling company right now, I'd be shocked. To be honest with you. I'm not saying he's going to be gone from wrestling forever, but for right now, the only thing I see, um, the only thing that would be a curveball for me with him is if he did go somewhere else and got a much better response, and we realized that it was just the AEW fans and that particular situation that was just kind of done with him. That to me would be the saving grace. Of what's going on right now that he can move on. But that again, that's just a, that's a crapshoot. We don't know if the hate or the dislike of him right now goes across the company or is it just AEW right now where those guys are just like enough of this shit. We're not we're done with it. That's the only saving grace, in my opinion. So we'll, well see. I mean, what was it AEW said? Let me look back at it. Uh, no, no, no. We wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anything to stay away from future endeavors. Although that would have, if they would have used that, then you would have known there was fucking heat, brother. There would have. So is there? Heat. My question is: Is there anybody next from that main group that's on the hot seat like he is? I don't know, and I just love the fact that everyone focused on Cody, even though the tweet was like, "Thank you, Cody and Brandy." No one gives off. Titty five. Fuck about fucking Brandy Rhodes. None. This is the only company, by the way, that would have put her on fucking camera in the first place. So wherever Cody goes, Cody goes, don't expect any out of Brandy Rhodes involvement in that motherfucker. If she's going to be the CEO or whatever entrepreneur bullshit she's doing on the side, whatever. But her wrestling career, I would assume, is fucking finished at this point. Who else? Who's putting Brandy on TV? Seriously. Don't get me wrong. She's a good-looking woman, but as she's one of those women that as soon as she opens her fucking mouth, you're like, all right. All right, enough. <laughs> For enough. Christ's sake. Ugh. Cody Rhodes well, is gone. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? Cody I don't Rose know. Is gone. I, I, I don't know. How will they live? He had a How great opportunity. without you? <laughs> Fucking pull some Faith Hill out for this shit. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be fine. You said who's next from the group? The Young Bucks. Oh, God, please don't sell me a dream, dude. <laughs> don't sell me a dream, please. Because I just, listen, they're, they're I'm not going to say their reins are being loosened, but I think people are starting to get hip to it, man. They're starting to get hip to it. They're like, I don't know. Because if you bring the Briscoes in, now we're talking Briscoes, FTR, Santana Ortiz. There's a lot of fucking teams in the air that are just, I mean, even the fucking Lucha Bros at this point. I mean, before the injury, they were pretty fucking over. I don't know. Everyone's getting over. (laughs) You know, how many Young Buck matches can you watch in a row (laughs) without going, uh, I don't know. See, there's a thing. Their matches, there's nothing wrong with their 
<clears throat> there's things wrong matches, matches per se yeah, it's when weird. they start to get in their entertainment bag that's weird but it's affecting during the, their during the matches like when they try to do gimmicky shit to be entertaining for a wrestling entertainment or whatever you want to call it that's where they lose me when they have their matches when they do their spots when they're they're, they're good i'm not gonna say that they're not yeah. good at what they do good they just don't know how to be entertaining that's where the goofball shit starts to come in they forgot the part where their their entertainment value came from their in-ring shit. This is what I've been telling people for years. They're a great attraction. They're not a top team. They've never been. They've convinced other people that they are. And they've they've obviously been able to have that reign here in AEW. I'm not even saying they're not worthy of being <clears throat> tag team champions. They're a great attraction tag team. When they're on the card, they're entertaining as fuck to watch. Right. To lead a division is a completely different thing. They're not the, They're not on that level of storytelling. They're just not. We found that out the first year or so they were with AEW. When they were working against like nobody teams. And it was really on them to lead the whole thing. And it didn't... What did it do? And then as soon as real teams came in, they just took a back seat. I don't know if that was their own choice or what that was. They beat everybody, but they didn't really further anybody either. It was just the weirdest thing. So, yeah, if you're... I don't... See, the Young Bucks know how to play the game, though. See, Cody didn't know how to play the game. He claims he did, but he didn't. Kenny knows how to play the game. The Young Bucks know how to play the game. Cody did not. The Young Bucks know... And Kenny knows that Tony Khan is the CEO, president, general manager, and head of creative. And they treat him like that. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're the best. Oh, you're this. Cody wanted... The Young Bucks and Kenny have no problem working under Tony Khan. Cody wanted to be Tony Khan. And that's the problem. Given he had the money, he would have done that. He had to go. Because I have a feeling of all the people that were butting heads with Khan, it had to have been Cody. Had to have been. I can't see any of the other ones going against Tony like that. Or Out of all of the people, <clears throat> I see Cody being the one in the very, very, very beginning where Khan really heavily leaned on all of them. Yeah. Being the one overriding a lot of ideas that he may or may not have. Yeah. Because... And then positioning himself to be whatever. Yeah. Because the like, cell... I see, unfortunately, I see that happening. The cell was probably that Tony was new to the business and didn't know. And because Cody's a Rhodes and he comes from a, 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 a family that has a lineage, not just in the ring, but behind the scenes. Remember, Dusty Rhodes was a big time booker for the Crockett Promotions. You know, so it's, you know, moving all these parts around is within the family tree. You know, being a part of the business on all sides leads to a certain amount of experience. So in the beginning, yeah, Tony probably leaned on him heavy. Right. But the more Tony learned, and adapted and realized it's my money I'm spending, and Cody's role diminished and diminished and diminished, I could see them butting heads. It's like, hey, you weren't really involving yourself in my shit before. What's the deal? <laughs> well, I'm, I didn't know how to involve my shit in your shit before. Now I do, and this is dumb. We shouldn't do this. Right. And I can see that happen. I can see that becoming a tension thing. And I, and I, I see think, the Bucks well, and Omega being contract was up, yeah. I can see the I can see the Bucks and 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 Omega being mad at Cody because they're probably looking at him like, "Yo, why are you raising red flags like this? Why are you rocking the boat?" 
be getting paid very, very well to be doing all this shit. You over here pushing this nigga's buttons. What's up? So I can see, I can see Cody being the fucking pariah, and of course. Cody's pushing for his students to be on TV, his trainers to be on TV, his wife to be on TV. All in prominent positions, too, by the way. Not just on TV selling shit, but feuding with people. Brandy Rhodes doing promos with grown men talking about being a black bitch and smacking bitches and whatever the fuck. It's like, are you out of your fucking mind? I can see that being an issue, easily. No, you're not. You're not, uh... That doesn't no. throw you for a second? No, not even for a goddamn loop. You know, what, <laughs> you know what does throw me for a loop, though? You know what does confuse me on things? Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why? That confuses me. Why? There's been talk. There's been rumor. Some might say scuttlebutt. Ooh. I know. I haven't heard that one in a while. Mm-mm. But WrestleMania this year, yes, we're heading back to WWE for just a second. Uh, WrestleMania this year takes place at the Big D. We're down in Dallas. We're down in Texas. Home of the Texas Rattlesnake. And some are saying, this is it. This is the one. Now, I'll take you back to the time machine. Boodaloo, 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 boodaloo. WrestleMania 32 was in Dallas. This is when they were going for the record. They wanted over 100,000 people. And they thought it was a good idea for Stone Cold Steve Austin to be on the card. Okay. And he was kind of with it, kind of not with it. He talked about it on his podcast a little while after, like about a year or two after the fact, how close they actually got to doing something like that. But there was an issue, because remember, it's Steve Austin. There was an issue with the creative. Because according to him, if I'm going to do a program with somebody, I kind of want to put some time into it, build it right, you know, get a, get a nice WrestleMania moment out of this. Yeah, the classic and Stone Cold. They had different ideas of where they wanted to go. They wanted Stone Cold Steve Austin, and this is just rumor, right? But this is what a lot of popular conversation was at the time. They wanted to do Stone Cold versus Rusev. They wanted to do the big foreign menace type deal, and then here comes the hometown hero, whatever the fuck. Classic old school pro wrestling. And while Steve has no problem with Rusev the person, he just... I mean, creatively, the fuck am I going to do with that? His pitch, we find out later, was that Steve wanted Dean Ambrose. That's the guy he wanted to work with. Yeah, because he's a rebel. He's a badass. It makes sense to me that that's what he wanted. He wanted to kind of show the old gun, young gun deal and kind of put that torch on. And I'm not going to put it past Stone Cold to get control of a gimmick and then allow. Yeah. Him to kind of because that's the guy he really wanted to see like do his thing, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he he saw him as like not for nothing. I think he also kind of wanted to make up for what he did to him on that podcast, not for nothing as well. But that's that's another well, give it well, that's what I mean. He's trying to give him the opportunity, but like, hey, look, I got control of this, do your thing, yeah. I'm I'm with you, I'm gonna protect you here. I wouldn't have put it past him to do the job either, absolutely. So now we fast forward to today. And the rumors are back at it again. We're back in Dallas. They're looking to set an even higher number than before. They'd like to have Steve on the card. And from what I understand, I think a deal has been struck. And now the rumor mill began. Well, who could it be? Who would they Who would they think about putting in the ring with him or get some sort of program going with? 
And out of nowhere, as soon as this conversation started uh, last Monday, I want to say, Kevin Owens lost his opportunity to be in the Elimination Chamber. And according to him in his promo, that means he's not going to WrestleMania in any capacity. And then he used that as an opportunity to be thankful about the fact that he didn't have to wrestle in Texas because Texas is such a shitty state. <coughs> and then okay. proceeded to do two Fair minutes enough. of a heel promo on the fucking state of Texas. Right. People are now interpreting this as an mm-hmm. opportunity to get things started between him and Steve. He didn't say anything about disliking rattlesnakes, did he? Nope, he didn't get that. Specifically kid. from the state of Texas? He, he said that he was talking shit about the state of Texas, and he even hit it with a yeehaw and all this other shit. He's mm-hmm. like, I come from Maryville, Maryville, Quebec, Canada, where we raise our children in sophistication. And we're doing all this. And he was talking about Canada, how great it is, and then how Texas. Because if you look at a map of North America, Texas is like North America's ass. It's like right there at the <laughs> bottom. It was hilarious. Pure Kevin Owens. And now the rumor mill started. The, is that the beginning of a program between him and Steve? So I bring it to you. Any interest in you? Seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring one more, one more round with someone like a Kevin Owens. Uh, you you know my, <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me. You know how I feel about old wrestlers coming back. That's why you know I'm asking. How I feel about Kevin Owens. I mean, it'll be a good moment. I'm sure if it does happen, I would like to hope Kevin, this is something Kevin would want, considering he uses his fucking move. So... I don't know. I think this would be fun for Kevin. I I personally <laughs> yeah. don't want to see it. Like I'm not gonna lie. You hear the music; it's gonna sound cool. Like nostalgia is gonna hit. I was sure. gonna ask last year when I went to Florida <clears throat> for WrestleMania. You were like, Jesus, that sounded like it was a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind going to a WrestleMania. Uh, is this enough? You would think to get certain people who haven't been to a show in a long time to go fuck to see Steve one more time. I don't know. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Nostalgia is strong. Man. People from all they, around they the world are like, a long oh, time man, I get a chance to see Steve's entrance one more time. Yeah, me, I don't know. I, I've steered. I I lived. I lived my life in a way where all I did was think about nostalgia and nostalgia moments. That now I kind of go in the opposite direction, where I just don't. I don't want to see it. It's not a big thing, but I'm not going to pretend that obviously if he comes out, it'd be cool, but I'm not going out of my way specifically to buy a ticket to to see that. But I know there are tons of people that will. Absolutely. All right. All right. I, I think so, too. And I, I think you would. I think this match needs. No, I'm not going to Dallas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm all set. Uh, right. I've been to Texas before. And you've been to Texas before. It's not. Uh, it's cool. I mean, it's it's it's, it's easy living, folks. Like, I, I want to go to Texas again. Yeah, I without do. the drive, right? That'd be <laughs> no, take a plane no, no, like no, a regular. No, no. I'm not. Yeah, no, no. I'm uh, good with I'm that. Thinking about too San Antonio. I'm too old for that shit. I'm thinking about San Antonio. They got a lot of stuff out there. Sea World and a lot of attractions, a lot of different touristy things. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. I'm also thinking yeah. about San Diego, but that's a conversation for another day. I wanted to go back to Vegas really badly. Oh man! Yeah, I just saw you share that memory, right? Oh my god, that place! There's a chicken place that the moment I land, I'm telling that taxi, "Fuck the hotel, take me straight to the chicken joint. I need it right now." Woo! I want to go back there. Okay, Uh, I've never been to Vegas. You got me on that one. Yeah, it's fun. So we're good. We're good. 
Well, I had one more topic in store, but I'm going to cut it here because I have a much grander idea to use for this. Next week, we're going to use this information that I have in front of you. Uh, I'm not going to tell the audience what it is, but we're going to save this and we're going to expand on some of this. I have some pretty cool ideas for next week. And considering I'm on vacation this week, I got plenty of time to put this together. Yeah, we got to figure out how we're going to film before this weekend because um, birthday weekend. So it's like my birthday and Alex's. So I'm off all week, so I'm available in the morning to do something uh, before you go to work, if you want to do that. Well, what time is the... We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. But we, I want to dedicate next episode uh, with some of the stuff that we have here. I'll throw you some more stuff. Uh, we haven't done a video game episode in a while, not since the one we did for um, the high score documentary. And there's some stuff going down, and there's some stuff uh, coming up, both positive and negative, uh, that I would love to pick your brain about. Okay. And, and just and just have fun, just going through all this different shit. And some of it might be a little nostalgic, but uh, a lot of a lot of the conversation is about some of the newer stuff going down. So okay. like, I'm, I'm curious about things, and 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 maybe this will spawn some really good conversation because I'm actually all set with wrestling for right now. <laughs> I want to talk about something else for a little bit. So no, 100. Yes. percent And <laughs> maybe you could work in there. I don't know how many I have left because I am pretty deep. But dude, I was watching that. Why the next man? Yeah. Why the last man? Oh my god. Good. Oh my it? god, dude. My wife is like, I had to yell at her to not watch it. I was like, look, are you? Because I was getting tired, but she was so wired from the show, she wanted to keep watching. I'm like, no, bro, you gotta stop. You can't watch this. You can't continue to watch this without me. So we we watched it. Two days, pretty much, we've been just kind of pushing through it amongst, like, the other stuff we have to do. But, woo, I don't, I don't, it's a continuous thing, right? Like, there's supposed to be another season I, I coming up. I think so. I hope so, because they left it open. So, I'm like, I hope it goes. I think I got a few we'll episodes see. left, but. Yeah, they bro. left it open. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It was dope. We'll talk, we'll talk about uh, it. Next up on the docket for me, for binging, Peacemaker. I'm all over it. I want to see it. Everyone's giving me the thumbs up. It's dope. It's hilarious. I got to see it. So that's next on the docket for me sometime this week. So I'm excited for next week. Uh, going to be doing some video game talk next week. I'm into it. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And of course, all of you out there, thank you for enjoying. And last week, I think I said it was 220 when it was really 221, which I think makes this 222. I'm losing count. Damn. And my knee is throbbing. So here we go. I'm, I'm going to be on the Tylenol Highway in just a second. So thank you guys for enjoying episode whatever the fuck this is. We'll see you next week, baby. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you look like the soul, boys, mints, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy. And he's not playing with me. So stop listening. But, but he's actually going with me, so I won't fight.